I don't really have a theme for this yet. This is kind of new. Um, let me just, I don't know, freestyle something right now. Yeah, that works. Hey guys, welcome to the first Friday Footnotes. This isn't really an actual official episode. This is why it says bonus. But, um... I'm just going to provide more information about my evolution and days of creation video. So, before you watch this, I highly recommend you have to watch that episode first. And this is more building on top of that and also just some uh, random subjects and topics, I guess. Um, to add on to the first video, I'm going to, I guess, acknowledge the Catholic teaching of evolution uh, originally uh, we had a pretty neutral stance in 1950 in uh, Pope Pius XII's encyclical he stated that evolution and God's creation do not conflict with one another whatsoever and then in 1996 I believe jo John Paul II um said that we have a lot of evidence for evolution and it's more than just a hypothesis and there's a lot of support for this theory and as Pope Pius XII stated earlier it does not conflict with God's creation so it's not saying oh God's creation is wrong and evolution is right or oh God's creation has to be right and evolution is wrong he said they can coexist and now we're saying oh now we have a lot of evidence supporting evolution and then we have uh, Benedict XVI who said, yes, even though evolution has a lot of, uh, I guess, backing to it, we are not a product of random genetic manipulation changes. Um, there's going to be a lot of ums in this because this is way less scripted and this is just a podcast bonus. But, yeah, I mean, what... We first separated from, we call them Cholka, C-H-L-C-A, which is chimpanzee human last common ancestor. We had to adapt ourselves and God said, okay, you are Adam. You are the first man. I'm going to reshape your mind. I'm going to breathe my soul into you. I'm going to make you lose the hair. You are going to be the first man. And that's how humans have progressed ever since, which is against polygenism, which is the belief that there were multiple first humans, or not really a first human. But this kind of falls in line with not having an Adam, which we, as Catholics, believe. In a way, it kind of makes sense more to have an Adam, because if we see it this way, like, we may not know the exact point, but there has to be a point take like a mound of i don't know dirt for example right we see a mound of dirt it's like okay that's a mound of dirt but if we had like one grain or one speck we wouldn't call that a mound if we had two specks we wouldn't call we don't know where it exactly it becomes a mound but eventually there is that one speck that changes it in a way it's also kind of ambiguous but now imagine if we have don't have the actual dirt mound, but like 
a remnant of it, like fossils, like fo- human fossils, and they could be spread out. Some may not be left over. They can be lost. Right, there are human bodies that have c- completely decomposed. So it's really hard to find that one, which is why it's really hard to find the one atom. But there is one. There still has to be a change from the last species to this species, because in that way. We have to state, okay, this is human species, this is other species, because a species is defined by being able to mate with one another because of genetic similarity. But at a point, the genetic code becomes too different for us to mate. That's why we humans cannot mate with chimpanzees. That's why two animals of different species, for the most part, cannot mate with each other. Now, you do have like ligers and uh, zorses, but those are infertile so that's because they're so similar but they can't reproduce their offspring because their offspring is so different from anything and we are farther away from our last common ancestor because we've had greater changes to us which i'm gonna go over more in our episode about free will and the cognitive trade-off hypothesis which it's going to be good because it, it just is. But um, there's a lot of controversy around this, I know. I have – I teach a Sunday school kind of thing, and one of my students does not believe in evolution whatsoever and called me a heretic, which made the class go wild because for a 10-year-old, heretic's like a – it's a naughty word. But um, I tried having a civil discussion with him. You know, I recommend this podcast, but uh, I also try to explain him like they do not collide and go against each other. But, you know, he said, I'm a heretic and he doesn't have any backing for his belief. He doesn't have any retorts against my belief. So, I mean, you're if your argument kind of doesn't have legs to stand on, you should not be trying to dismantle other people's arguments. But, you know, he's 10, so. I'm going to give him some leeway. He also believes in other things like, oh, the sun goes around the earth and like this and that. And this is not what I believe at all. This is not what the Catholic Church teaches. We do not teach that evolution is fake, even though that's a common common misconception, right? Uh, again, I just mentioned three popes who are like, they do not conflict. It is highly possible. We have evidence for it. It's just how God reveals himself, which will also be another episode in the future. And I guess this is kind of my, like, statement video because I don't really go personal in any of my other videos. But this is, like, me saying, here's my line. I do not – there's a lot of Catholics out there who this vocal minority is just saying hate about science. And I'm like, I'm not part of that. I do believe in science because it's scientific fact. And I do believe in God because science supports this existence of God. And they do not conflict. So, that is also extremely important. Uh, in the video, you d- may have noticed that I talked about Pokemon. And you're like, yeah, Pokemon evolution, that's kind of funny. But Pokemon's more about epigenetics. I completely agree with you. Uh, but we also have evidence of actual evolution, not the epigenetic evolution in Pokemon based on where they live. So, that's some extra tad bit of fun there for those of you nerds who like to... Find out about that stuff. Um, 
I also talked about the possibility of vampires existing. Maybe not now because of like light pollution and stuff, but in the past, vampires totally could have existed. We don't have evidence for it, but they totally could have. I don't believe in vampires. I did not believe that they could have. I believe they could have existed from uh, contingency. Uh, Tom, St. Thomas Aquinas said so. Um, right? Because vampires, from an evolutionary perspective, in medieval Europe, would totally make sense. As compared to, I don't know, like, Africa. Like, if I compared, could a vampire live in Africa to could a vampire live in Europe? Medieval times, relatively. They're much more likely to live in Europe. Why? Because Europe was much more industrialized. So there's higher buildings, there's more shade. It's like, okay, that's that's kind of a stretch. But, I, yeah, this is, I'm talking about vampires. Of course, it's going to be a stretch. Also, less mosquitoes. So, what do vampires drink? Blood. Therefore... Follow me here. Mosquitoes and vampires have to compete for the same source of food. In Europe, where it's colder, there are less mosquitoes. Therefore, vampires don't have to compete as much compared to Africa. Again, total stretch. Also, Europe is located higher, which means less sunlight because of the tilt of the earth and the longitude and the latitudes and whatnot. Better conditions for vampires. People are living in much closer contact. Vampires spread by biting people. So if you have people who are closer to one another, you're more likely to bite people because they're more likely to be in contact with one another so you can spread easier. Obviously. Also makes sense. You also have less predators who can attack you. You don't have any alligators or hippos or lions trying to kill... like. You don't have as aggressive species in Europe as you do in Africa. Also good for the vampire. So, medieval Europe, good for vampires. Totally possible. I don't believe it happened. Why? Because how, how do you evolve from a vampire? Vampires are human-like, so it would have to come from like some kind of bloodthirsty mon monkey. I don't know. Um, yeah, this is the kind of episode we're talking about. It's just... Tangents, ums, and some bonus fun for some of y'all. Some of y'all, like, no, I don't want to watch this. Like, I totally understand. But I just decided to have this extra video. Um, yeah, I don't really have much on my mind right now. Stay tuned for Free Will and the Cognitive Trade-Off Hypothesis. There is going to be some good stuff. So, yeah. Bye.